Kelly, Hi, Well, the two are not the same. The national emergency, if he were in fact to execute on that, Kristen, which he has not so far, is because he believes that we have a crisis on the southern border and the Congress has failed to do its job this Congress, last Congress, and for quite a while to make sure that we have what we need at the southern border, which of course the centerpiece of is a physical barrier wall, steel slats, but it's also the additional border patrol personnel, the immigration judges, tackling TPS and DACA, uh, certainly meeting those humanitarian needs that have been identified and also having more technology for the drug uh, surveillance and detection, handling and interdiction. Uh, but at the same time, this president is going to call for an end to the the politics of resistance, retribution, and call for more comedy, C-O-M-I-T-Y. And you resist the president and question him? No, not at all. But he's calling for cooperation and he's calling for comedy, C-O-M-I-T-Y, and, and also compromise. And is going to point out a couple of examples where this has actually happened on his watch. I think it's also an address that celebrates uh, so many uh, accomplishments for the United States of America that he would like to highlight as the leader of our nation. Kelly, what do you say to the critics that say that the president's Can you speak well, they, they've said that from day one, and most of the people who either have been forced out or fired or couldn't get through the door in the first place like to tell all of you that. Um, I think that you've been trying to run that narrative from the beginning, and the American people see the results. They either have more money in their pockets or they don't. They either were one of the 8 million Americans who got a bonus or a raise because of the tax cuts, or, or they're not. I mean, there, there are no people who have. These small businesses tell us how much they like the deregulation, the tax cuts, the economic prosperity. You can't argue with the economic numbers. You try. But you actually can't legitimately. No, of course not. Uh, I'm right here. But I think that that becomes a shorthanded excuse for people who can't figure out how to how to criticize the policies, the things that have actually happened. I mean, what the president calls for tomorrow in his speech is pretty remarkable on a couple of fronts. I'll leave that to him. But really, when you read it. Brian, I don't think you can come away and say, okay, I need to resist this and be against this because it's Donald Trump's idea. You've got to stop and say, that would be a beautiful thing for this country while we're all alive at this at this time, at a time such as this, if X happened or if we work toward Y. You think that's what happened? Well, some do, but most don't. No, I think that most people in public life are there because they care very much about the constituents they represent or the state they represent or the people of this great nation and the nation itself. But I think that they should listen to the message and not always just look at the messenger. And I think a little bit more on policy, a lot less on politics, a little bit more on principle, a lot less on palace intrigue, and you'll be able to hear the words that are stated. It is a challenge um, to all of us in this country when the president stands up and says, let's work together on X or Y or Z, as he will tomorrow. And I hope people will, will hear that call. Kelly, what is the president Trump believe that Ralph Northam should resign, that Governor Northam should resign? Well, he's just made clear the way he feels about it. It is confounding to many people, it turns out, that the, governor, the sitting governor, Democrat of Virginia, who's still there, despite the calls from many leaders and pretty much all, if or close to all, the 2020 aspirants on the Democratic side, it's tough to keep count of that, uh, have called for him to resign. 
the president, the, well, the president has said he thinks it's unforgivable, it's unconscionable. Or you can go back to his tweet and his words that this person apologized and then said, gee, I, it wasn't me, I didn't do it. But the president also said something at the end of his tweet, which didn't get a ton of coverage last week from all of you, which is that, that he is, that he gave an unforgivable statement about uh, late-term abortion. I mean, the, the, the governor referred to last week, and I know you didn't want to cover it as much as you want to cover the current story, but uh, the governor referred to the individual as an infant. He didn't say uterine material, polywog, fuzzy image on a sonogram. He said infant. So he's admitted that it is, if you look up the definition, I'm pretty sure if you want to fact check infant, I'm pretty sure it's a newborn baby whose gender you can see is breathing, that's alive, uh, crying, smiling, whatever it is. And then we'll keep the infant, quote, comfortable with Ralph Northam's words. And then we'll, we'll have the mother consult with the physician as to what to do. What does that mean? I'll adopt them. Bring them to me. Um, Can I just follow up on that? Now, cheerful that chaos in my house, Brian. Allegation <laughs> against Lieutenant Governor Fairfax. Has the president heard about that? Does have- I have not discussed that with, with uh, the president at all. Um, but I would make note that many people, well, I don't know anybody who's not disturbed by the images that we see in this medical yearbook and really disturbed by the governor's changing story. I think what he's doing is is really what people hate about politicians, Francesca, which is how craven that you just need to cling to power rather than heed the call of of the people in your party who want you gone. On that note, we of what? Of Venezuela in the announcement? Uh, again, I'll let the president give his address tomorrow, but it's very wide-ranging, and it tackles some of the accomplishments, the vision and moving forward, some of our goals, but also news of the day. And I, I would just point you to uh, the vice president and his re- the vice president's remarks in uh, in southern Florida, South Florida, on um, on Friday, and his meeting with the Venezuelan. Kelly, I'm not asking to say, to, to reveal if the president will declare a national emergency or not, but will we learn um, his intention one way or another tomorrow night, and will we also learn whether or not um, when and where a meeting with Kim Jong-un is, is taking place? In the speech? In the address? Yeah. Probably not. Uh, on the first one, I mean, the president cannot be more clear that he has the absolute right to declare a national emergency. It has never been his his preferred option of first resort, second, tenth, twelfth resort. It would be the last resort after Congress has completed its work. We've got the conferees doing their work. Let's see what they come up with before February 15th. Um, but at the same time, the president's made very clear that it's his first and solemn duty to keep us all safe, and he believes that includes securing the southern border. Is he worried about the little black hat that Mitch McConnell is warning him against on the national emergency? One more time. Is he worried about the political backlash that reportedly Mitch McConnell is uh, He's worried about the human trafficking and the drugs coming through. He's worried about the fact that these young children are taking this perilous journey a thousand miles or so from the Northern Triangle countries because coyotes have promised their parents, they've, they've promised their parents things that just don't exist, aren't delivered upon. As the president has said many times, I'll repeat on his behalf, come here legally. Be one of the 33 million Americans who have done that. He wants people to come here legally. What about what the national emergency? Declaring a national emergency is, um, is, is not public. Affiliation is not popular right now. Does he make that disagreement? Just his own feelings, his own personal beliefs? No, not at all. He, he explained all that to uh, CBS's Margaret Brennan, who I think uh, 
led a fantastic interview with the president for you to see. So he actually answered those questions. You can go back and look at his answers, Abby. He made it, he made it sound like it was his own personal beliefs that he was basing his disagreement. I'm sure she's not, he's not interrupting a woman. Or two. But I think a lot of people wondered why he didn't do the same thing when Steve King was in the news about the white supremacy comments. I mean, you guys always want moral equivalence. You always want moral equivalence on everything. If you're not disturbed by what you see, I know you are, and I know I am. I know we all are disturbed by what we see. And the spectacle we saw from, from the Virginia governor himself, literally looking at the camera. I don't know if somebody did a quick focus group or just wrote this stuff for him to write. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes, of course. Uh, so sorry about what about what I about what I you know about I'm so sorry for what I did and now it's uh, 24 hours later I didn't do it but I might want to moonwalk I mean what is that and so again he's he's a Democratic governor of Virginia the people of Virginia will have to decide what to do or the leaders of his party if they can convince him to listen to them I think they've pretty much all called for his resignation but the president weighed in on that and if you're going to keep on all of you ignoring um, this pro-abortion in like the 10th month uh, way that the Democratic Party is going, then you didn't listen carefully enough on October 19, 2016, when our president took the case to Hillary Clinton and said, excuse me, you're the extreme one on abortion. You would rip the baby out of its mother's womb an hour before it's born, and here we are. In fact, Ralph Northam took it a step farther. It's already born, and we call it an infant. Is the president going to touch on that tomorrow night, all right, guys. Come on. Come on, man. That would happen because it was public. And there are many, many different meetings that he's having, extending meetings that go longer. People, I, I think if you're always going to be presumptively negative, then you'll read into that whatever you want. But as you see, it's a very, he's a very active president and the results speak for themselves. And many people in this country are very happy with those results. Uh, so I, I just thought that that was, um, are you and I, and I appreciate it? the fact, no, I think that's pretty obvious. I appreciate the it's fact people, it's whoever, leaked, whoever leaked it doesn't know what he's doing during that block of time. So that's pretty obvious. I'm told, I'm told 388 people have access to that broader schedule, but very few have access to the, the other schedule. Is there Thank you. So are you gonna investigate the union? Anything? I'm investigate abortion in the ninth month for sure. Anything? I, 